Hello and welcome to Beyond the Benefits of Savoy Associates. Today, we've got one of our broker partners, Kevin Davis with Epic Insurance here to talk about some of the topics that he's both passionate about, skilled at, and a champion of. So with that, Kevin Davis is here today to talk about his wellness journey, as well as how he uses social media as a business growth engine. How are you today, Kevin? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for coming today. No, my pleasure. Um, as a new partner with Savoy, I was uh, looking forward to just getting to share my journey with you and hope some people benefit from some of the tips that I share today. Absolutely. So before we dive in, do you want to take a minute to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Kevin Davis. I'm a principal here at Epic Insurance Brokers and Consultants. We are a national firm, but I'm here in our Mount Laurel, New Jersey, Philadelphia location. Um, this is my 26th year in the business, started in 1998, worked for another New Jersey-based brokerage firm, and then kind of moved over to Pennsylvania, was there with another large national firm for about 10 years, and then spent the last 10 years before joining Epic at a smaller regional firm, kind of doing nothing but benefits consulting, uh, predominantly in the Philly and also Lehigh Valley markets. The Philly and Lehigh Valley, right? Yep. Heard of it. For a second, I thought you said LA Valley, and that would be a completely different geography that would be a quite a commute from Philadelphia. <laughs> so uh, you have been on a wellness journey of your own. And yes. Quite remarkable what you've done over time. Nothing, nothing easy comes quickly or without some hard work. Why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about that? What what is your <laughs> wellness journey? How did it look? What does it look like? Tell us the story. Sure. I always like to start by saying, like, what do I do for a living, right? So I just mentioned the 26 years in the business, and a lot of people listening to this know what the business is, but like, I have three daughters. My youngest daughter, when you ask her, what does your dad do for a living? She says, he goes to lunch and talks to people for a living. So good description. And some people think it's about insurance, but really, if you think about going to lunch and talking to people for a living, it really is about, you know, benefits, right? It's about keeping people well. It's about you know, managing costs. It's about communication. And in a lot of ways, it is about wellness because as a benefits consultant, it is about if we can kind of reduce your claims on the front end, it's going to keep your cost of your healthcare lower. But because I go out to lunch so much and sometimes three meals a day, I wasn't always the best at what I would order. And I definitely wasn't great at getting physical activity. And so um, my crisis started in 2018. I had gotten to 198 pounds, which was the highest I'd ever weighed. And I was on a family vacation on a family drive 20 hours away from our house. And on the first day of the vacation, I ended up in an urgent care center because I had a medical crisis based on stress and poor nutrition. And so as a result, I wasn't able to participate in my family's activities. I was not able to help my family drive. And that was 20 hour drive home. And I made a commitment that day to do something about both of those two things. Um, so I started food journaling actually that day in my fitness pal. And I've been doing that every day for over five years now. And then I actually called our employee assistance program for probably the first time. I mean, it's again, something we consult about as benefits consultants, but how many of us have actually ever called it? And so I did, and they helped me with my stress management. And it came down to that really, Food was controlling me instead of me controlling food. And I was using food as a way to deal with my stress as opposed to other strategies. And so really my wellness journey started with fixing some of my stress 
indicators, which for me are things like the news and politics and political commentary and social media, which all get identified through, you know, talking to the employee assistance program and then also kind of continuing with that journey. And then doing the food journaling then became part of setting a set of wellness goals with a health coach. And she did something called cognitive behavioral health coaching. So again, I decided I'm going to take advantage not only of EAP, which I consult about, but now I actually called my wellness coach and her name is Katie. And Katie uh, and I had a regular cadence with each other where we would talk every month for over two years. And what it was is she just was helping me set actually four different wellness goals. And then every month checking with me how I was doing. So those are basically, and I still do all four of them, to get a minimum of 15,000 steps a day, which I'll talk more about in a minute. Two, to not read social media, politics, or news every morning, but instead read something that inspires me and gratitude journal. So really gratitude journaling and, and food journaling became part of my story. And then it also actually leads to the social media question in a little bit. Then it's go get those 15,000 steps, which actually I, I accomplish most of them in the morning. After I gratitude journal, I go walk in nature. Uh, I do about a five-mile nature walk. And I listen to music that inspires me. Or podcasts, actually, to be honest. Uh, it's kind of a mix of just anything that lifts me up as opposed to makes me stressed. And so just calms me, soothes me. And then it's to try to, in my food journaling, not eat more than about 2,200 calories a day. And and then the fourth goal is, uh, so the, it's the walking the gratitude journaling, the food journaling and keeping track of what I'm eating every day. And then it's to try to actually get a minimum of 30 minutes of physical activity every day, which is basically 15,000 steps for me as my goal. So it ends up being for me around seven miles minimum that I accomplish. And that puts me in that right mental mindset to eat better. And as a result, Keeping track of everything and journaling and, and doing dealing with my stress led to a, a very slow loss of 40 pounds over about a two-year period. And I lost all the weight by April of 2021. And now here we are, August of 2023. I maintained weighing 158, which is the lowest I've been since my junior year of high school, from doing those same four activities every single day. The gratitude journal, the yep. food journal. Right. 30 minutes of activity and 15,000 steps a day, and you're making it an all-encompassing way to start your morning. So you're starting off every day on the right foot, and then the left foot about 14,998 more times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and actually one of the things that's resonated with uh, HR professionals is they're looking for these same kind of tips for themselves as caregivers, so self-care for them so they can better take care of their employees, but also to point to their EAP, point to free tools like MyFitnessPal and point to tools that their employer-sponsored plan is offering like nutritional counseling. So really what I'm referring to is nutritional counseling. Usually there's a certain number of visits included in your plan. And at that time I was obese. So my BMI was over 25, was actually 28. And my current BMI is actually 21. So by sort of you know, working that out. I no longer can get free nutritional counseling because I'm no longer considered high risk, but I'm still following all of the things I learned in nutritional counseling to maintain. Yeah, you learn what you have to. And now you can live hopefully a much longer, healthier life and participate in those vacations with your family, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which yeah. is really why we do everything. We want to be able to 
take care of ourselves, take care of our families, take care of our employees, all of our stakeholders. We want to help them enjoy their families. That's the whole point of the benefits package. For sure. And I would just say lately, coming out of the the COVID, returning to work, right, it can get more challenging again with our schedules to try to figure out, you know, when to fit these things in. And that's the main question I get from people is, how do you do it, right? So a lot of it is being intentional about when you go to sleep, when you wake up. I do try to get seven hours of sleep every day. I haven't officially set that as a goal, but it is one of my goals. So that means if I'm asleep by 10, I'm awake by five, and then you can kind of figure out that math, I can be finished all of that other stuff I just told you by about 7, 7.30 a.m. And if I've done that correctly, my mind is ready for opening email and responding to some of the challenges we deal with every day. Whereas if I was starting my day looking at that, I probably wasn't going to make the time for me. So I really carved out that 5 to 7 a.m. That's kind of my me time. So I just finished a marathon of bar exam preparation. I took Uh the bar exam at the end of July and get ready for that. I graduated law school in May, but I started studying for the bar back in March. And it was from five o'clock until I went to work every morning. And so the bar exam is over and we're waiting on the results. I, I hope I passed. But what I've kept from that is when you wake up early, you've got time to wake up and be ready. So I can yeah. do things. I probably need to start doing some of what you're doing and doing that 15,000 steps. I could probably stand to lose a couple of them. But that time that you get in the morning, it makes you so much better at everything versus waking up at the last minute and rushing out the door and sort of being groggy on your way into your first meeting. It's, it's so nice to wake up and have that time to prepare for the day mentally. For sure. And uh, congratulations uh, in advance. I uh, look forward to hearing the good news and celebrating with you. And as far as kind of, I think this just segues nicely into the other question you asked me, which is kind of what happened to with social media, right? So I mentioned I canceled my other social media, or if I didn't, I did. So I used to have a presence on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And, and I, again, I was a news junkie. And when I dropped those things, I decided to only keep LinkedIn as my only social media, but more for the reverse uh, of using it, not to consume it, but to sort of more provide content. So that's kind of leads to really your second question, which is kind of how have I used it as a business strategy, but it also fits my wellness goals. So anyone who sees my social media feed would know in, in a minute that the two questions I ask everyone every day is what inspires you? And I literally have been asking that ever since I realized reading for inspiration was more important, finding out what inspires me. And then the other thing I I often will put in there is my affirmation, which is be well and choose joy. And so what I'm kind of ending every single post with are those two things, right? Be well and choose joy. What inspires you? So that's the outflow of that morning routine of me reading for enjoyment, which was, again, part of the whole health goals and trying to help my mental health, and then gratitude journaling. And always something pops up in my head at that point I'm grateful for. And then it makes me think of a various set of influencers I read on LinkedIn. So I curated my content down to kind of a few key hashtags, basically, one of which is, by the way, what inspires me. It's one of my favorite hashtags. And when you start sort of like searching for content based on those kinds of hashtags, then what pops up in your feed are inspirational posts. So what that leads to is, for example, there are a few influencers on LinkedIn who I've now become first connections with. And so I actually know these people. 
right? This is no longer just a generic inspiration. This is now my friend Sybil, for example, has posted something I'm inspired by. And so some of my most viral reposts of content that inspires me are generally me tagging one of those people and saying why this inspires me, connecting it to my personal values, my company's values, how it potentially could benefit others by asking what inspires you and to challenge them to be well and choose joy. And then generally what ends up happening is the most successful posts have been one of those people who I tagged liking what I said and commenting back to what I said. And then the the law of big numbers takes over at that point, right? So last year in 2022, as I practiced that pretty daily, five business days, right? Not all five. You know, if I'm off, I don't post on vacations. And I sometimes narrow that down to three. Because again, if I'm not inspired, I don't post something, right? But if I see something that inspires me, I do post it. So Sybil was one of those people who, whenever she would post something and I would really like it, she runs a, a page called Chasing Kindness. So she's really all about like choosing to be kind both to yourself and others. And her point is you can't be kind to others if you aren't kind to yourself. And so the idea is self-care comes first. If you're kind to yourself, you're better able to be kind to others. And that's kind yeah. of what inspires me, right? Yeah, but you got to put your own mask on first. Yeah, exactly. So a few of my posts with her last year topped over 200,000 views, which kind of blew me away, right? And as a result, net result, I had over 1.8 million views last year. And so it's sort of interesting. I dropped all that other social media, got a little more diligent and intentional about what I was doing on LinkedIn. And then as a result, I have a whole lot more traffic than I ever had before. And then I'm attracting like-minded people, right? So HR people who are interested in my wellness story, interested in mental health, which is one of the hashtags I probably include every day, interested in something like mindfulness, interested in, in holistic well-being. So well-being is another hashtag and also are interested in being inspired. You know, I just mentioned kind of five of the main hashtags end up seeing my information and then the holy grail in what we do in benefits consulting is just getting an audience with the right people. And so the right people and I end up connecting and then those become the topics they want to start with and getting to know me, kind of like what we're doing here, right? Which then leads to, you know, how can I help them with their benefits, right? So it's actually helped my business by just sincerely being really the real me and the things that are really interesting to me has led to me connecting with other like-minded people. So as I was reading through your posts and your your profile, it, authenticity was the word that jumped out at me. And that is such a key factor. I, I am me in every environment and it took a while to grow into that. I think you've got to, you have to mature as a person to be able to just be comfortable being yourself. But when you do, it pays itself back yeah. more, than, more than enough. And it's easier. You just get to be you. <laughs> right. And we are who our consulting clients are purchasing. Ultimately, they're not really buying insurance from a benefits consultant. They're really buying a, a partnership. So, you know, we have a partnership with Savoy, right? Part of what we're looking for isn't necessarily the insurance part of the partnership. It's really more the, the trusted relationship. It's the value added you know, I know you're going to help us a lot with compliance, for example. So, you know, if you're the one who reads all the boring laws that come out and help, you know, translate them into English for us, that helps us do our jobs better. So, you know, so that's kind of how we rely on people and partners like you. And then vice versa, our clients want to hear from us. How can we help them? 
right? So as, as you're kind of hitting on all this stuff, these are the ways we can help them is by helping them come up with some of these same strategies for both themselves personally, and ideally roll some of these strategies out to their employees. And of course, that becomes my job, right? Is how within the partnerships we have in the different insurance carriers, the different point solutions that are out there that you could bring in for both wellness consulting and uh, mental health consulting. And then because I've now used a few of them, I've got some real life stories around why I recommend the ones that I do. It's incredibly powerful. And the, the, the way you talk through how you intentionally curated your life is what you did. You, you, yeah. just, you woke up, well, you didn't wake up one day. You, you, one day happened to you and you decided that you were going to change it and you got some great coaching and some great feedback and kudos to you for doing it because there's everybody's going to hear this podcast and know what the formula is but being able to stick to it is a real differentiator so kudos to you for for sticking to that and i hope other people do as well because it's it's a recipe for success be yourself be authentic curate your life the way you, you want it to reflect your values all beautiful way to live yeah, and you know, I switched, you know, I don't drink my calories anymore. You've maybe seen me having a water bottle while we've been talking. Part of all of this, I drink 180 ounces of water a day. You know, half the time you're actually thirsty when you think you're hungry. You know, so if you just sort of fill yourself that way, you actually don't feel the need to eat as much, you know, this type of thing. You know, so as you sort of get more disciplined about all of this, I'm never hungry, just so you know. And I off I actually walk so I can have ice cream just to kind of to get that out of there. Like, I don't deprive myself of what I really want. You're um, speaking my love language, Kevin. <laughs> yes. But by exercising, the two best outcomes I've seen have been happened from exercising every day. One, my head is clearer than it used to be. I used to be in more of a fog and I felt like I had caffeine headaches a lot or, you know, caffeine deprived headaches, right? I've actually stopped having as many headaches. And I think that's also dehydration from what I understand. So if you're hydrated and you're exercising, your head will be clearer. And then, and then, I mean, we talked about the weight loss, but the other one for me has of course been my mental well-being, right? Like I'm not as lost in my thoughts because I'm actually applying my thoughts in other ways. And I think the third physical outcome is by dropping the BMI as much as I did and my cholesterol as much as I did, my doctor took me off cholesterol medicine as well. That's huge. That's the kind of outcome we hope for across right. the board. That's outstanding. Yeah. But I think I need to go for a walk after hearing this. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm running low on my steps. I'm only at about 5,000 for the day. So I think it's time to get moving. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Well, thank you, Chris. This has been great. And again, we appreciate this partnership with you and look forward to more of these kinds of conversations with, the, with customers. Absolutely. Kevin Davis is the principal at Epic. He is a breath of fresh air. And Kevin, we thank you for your time today. Thank you, Chris. All right. Have a great day.